and attitudes of your employees. Think of the paper as the company and think of the magnet as the beliefs of the culture of the organization. Mm-hmm. Most organizations have a poor culture. On the wall, they may have pretty things. Sure. We're driven to succeed together. Uh, but when you talk to people, it, does that really happen here? They go, no. <laughs> people are selfish. They're like trying to look good to the boss. They don't support <laughs> ideas that are not theirs. There's office politics. There's all this bullshit going on. Awesome, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Friday. If you're watching, this is probably a Monday, but we recorded it on a Friday. I hope you had a fantastic summer as it is winding down. I have an amazing episode with an amazing guest. But before we get into it, you know what you got to do. If you want to keep seeing amazing content, amazing influencers, amazing leaders like who I have on today, you got to subscribe to the YouTube page at YouTube at CB. Space K is on the bottom. Hit me up on Instagram, follow the page, CVMK33, and on the business page at CVMK underscore global, TikTok, CVMK global. It's a reoccurring theme. And you know where you get the best supplements. Like I got the best pre-workout with me right here, Superpower, only at www.cvmkglobal.store. And with that being said, I want to introduce you to a mindset coach. I happen to connect with this individual. We uh, were in a shared Facebook group, I want to say. We are, yes. Yeah. And I reached out and, you know, he's like, yeah, I would love to be on the show. Send me his bio and everything. I was like, this is a pretty cool topic. So with that being said, I want to introduce the world to Umar. Umar, how are you doing today? Doing excellent. Thanks so much for having me on the show and looking forward to talk mindset because, you know, no matter where you go, your mindset determines how you show up and how you perceive the world. And if you're not getting what you want in the world, the fastest way to change it, change your mindset, baby, and I'll show you how. Perfect, perfect. Before we get into it, before we get into this line of questions, we have a quick word from our sponsor. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CVMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cvmkglobal.store. And we're back. Amazing commercial, man. That's awesome. I appreciate that, man. It, it took a lot <laughs> to get that. And we're, <laughs> I appreciate that. Look, what, what? Because this word is being thrown around. Um, you know, a mindset. First of all, define it. Is, you know that, but what is a mindset coach? <laughs> so, a mindset coach is basically someone that focuses on mindset. So, a good example could be you've got someone that is, let's say, a business owner, entrepreneur. And they reach a certain plateau and they can't go beyond it because somewhere in their mindset, they've got a money about belief and self-worth. And that belief, beliefs are the strongest things in the entire universe. If you've, you've got a financial thermostat, Cody, that has been set by you, by your experiences where you go, I am worth this much. Consciously, you're saying, 
hell no, I'm worth this much, way over here, baby. Right. But we can't seem to get there because at an unconscious level, we programmed our thermostat, financial thermostat to be here. And so when we go beyond that, sometimes we sabotage ourselves so that we lose some meetings or lose a client and go back to this or go lower. But if we ever go lower, we do whatever it takes to get up there and we just stuck there. Mm -hmm. What if all that hard work you've been doing, you could just change the thermostat to go up here. You'd have to work less harder to achieve more. This isn't magical. It's a good example would be this is that let's say you've got, remember those things that you played on the playground, you've got a, a roundabout thing where you just spin it and kids get to do that. Yeah. Well, let's say you had, uh, once you get to a certain level of spinning, you stop spinning the, the flywheel. It just reaches a certain amount of speed and never goes beyond that. And all you needed to do was once every revolution, add one ounce of force to it. Once a res revolution and after 50 revolutions, you'd be going at the speed of light practically, but we don't do that because something in our unconscious stops us from doing that. In fact, sometimes we're pushing with this hand and this hand is just batting into every single one, slowing it all down. It's like a foot on the gas and a foot on the brake. What if you could just take the foot off the brake and keep it on the gas? You would be uh, much better off financially if that was where the block was. If it was love, you know how many people don't allow themselves to experience the depth of love that they have for their significant other because they got a block that I'm not good enough? No, I'm and they stop themselves from feeling that level of love and the other person feels this disconnect it's like why is there a disconnect always with you because their belief is stopping that's what we need to do if we could master this we could take all the things that get in the way of us being more financially affluent or happier or more loving or more caring or the number of people that do not feel comfortable in their own skin sure if we get people to just feel comfortable in their own skin they would be just be and when you're just being, you're freaking amazing. When you're trying hard, I got, I got to, Cody's got to like me. What do I need to do to make him like me? I mean, it's so much stress. And you can sense that if I had that going on in my head, you'd be going like picking up a bad vibe. Hey, hey he looks okay, but there's something weird about Umar. Yeah, right. And so that's what we want to do. Help people master this. We do that, it changes the world. So I, I like it. I have, my pushback is this. What does that look like, right? Because, you know, I, I do believe in the power of the mindset. I do believe um, in how powerful our conscious and unconscious perception and thought and um, data gathering ability and, you know, what we display can affect everything, right? Um, you know, as, as a, you know, a person of faith, obviously there's a lot of scriptures that point to the psychological aspect of spirituality, mm -hmm. right? Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus, right? It's one of the uh, the New Testament references. My, my pushback or my issue is how the heck do we do that? And what I mean by that is it's, it's like, is it, is it therapy? Is it, is it like, you know, taking whatever this is, like my, okay. let's stay with the first example, the financial uh, capacity. Let's say, you know, your financial capacity is $30,000 a year, but you feel like you're worth, you know, 200000 right? Like, why? Because it can't, for me, and obviously, let's say I'm a skeptic, and I am. It can't just be because somebody feels like, man, I'm only worth 30000 You know, and there's no shade to anybody. That's what you do, that's what you do. Okay. You know, how do we do it? 
All right, so let's talk about, you know, can change happen and how does it happen? Sure. So I'm going to answer that first. I'm going to come back to the financial side in a few minutes. So you could have somebody living their normal life and they're about to step into the traffic to cross the street and they're looking this side, they're not looking the other side, a car's coming out of nowhere and they come a hair breath away from dying. They see the car go by their face and all of a sudden they go, holy shit. And all of a sudden it reorganizes their entire life. I've been taking my wife for granted. My business I've been coasting. And you could you imagine somebody like changing everything in that moment because they had a near-death experience? Could you imagine that happening? Yeah. Not for everybody. Seven people could go to a near-death and one of them is life-changing. It's like, oh my God, all the bullshit just goes away and they just see life in a new way. Yeah. Take step two. Somebody gets cancer. Somebody gets cancer and they go to the death of door, the, the door of death. Mm-hmm. When people get better from cancer... Uh, they have a certain phrase for it, a name for it. They call it remission. People don't use language accidentally. It's literally, they used to have a mission. Now they got a remission. There's a new mission. And the question to you is this. Don't answer this rhetorical. Is it that somebody on their deathbed uh, basically goes, you know, all these things I've been focusing on has been bullshit. I need to focus on this. And they got a new mission. Then they get better or they get better. And then they go, oh, I need a new mission. I'm not sure what comes first whether they get better they get a new mission or they get a new mission and that allows them to get better. But it happens so freaking close, I don't think it makes a difference. Another example of near death, but it took a long time to get there for somebody changing. Not everybody changes, but some people change dramatically. Here's the third one. The third one is, let's say we would consciously went in to change something. Somebody had a financial issue. So I'll give you a... A second example, not financial, but it'll tie into finances. Sure. I had a salesperson reach out to me about a month ago. Said, Umar, uh, I'm not picking up the phone and making the calls I need to make. Because I'm in my head. And it's like, uh, what if I don't know the answer? Or what if they say this and I don't know the answer there? And what if I don't know? And he's just caught up in his head. He's not picking up the phone. So I said, okay. So it sounds like. There's a part of you that knows you could be freaking great at this, right? That's the reason you're calling me to hire me as a coach to help you do that. He goes, oh, yeah, I know I could do this. I know I could do this. Strong voice, strong gestures with this hand as he's telling me. But then this hand comes up. But, you know, I don't have a lot of experience here. And his voice tone changes. And this hand, weak gestures. As soon as I see that, over Zoom, by the way, uh, I know there's two parts to his mindset. One part is man, I got this. I deserve this. And then the other part is, who the hell do you think you are? So we do our first session and we resolve the internal conflict uh, in a coaching session. Mm-hmm. And the very next morning he goes into work and he picks up the phone and he starts dialing. He's been dialing for over a month now. In fact, two days ago, as we started month two, he said, Umar, you know, at the in the afternoons, I kind of think I want to be one of my kids and I just go home. But I wish I would stay and... Uh, actually do some more calls, do a second calling session because my business is freaking growing now because I'm making the calls in the morning and now I want to do an afternoon session as well. So we worked on the belief that was stopping him. So both those things lead to dollars. But telling him how to make a call, telling him what he needs to say, I could have done that, but it wouldn't have gotten him unstuck. What I noticed was he was stuck because he had an internal conflict. I, I know I can do this. You don't deserve it. Internal conflict, lots of stress. 
The second place people get stuck is a, a limiting belief. I don't deserve this. I'll never be good at this. Mm -hmm. Or salespeople are a bunch of assholes. They steal money from people. And a lot of people think <laughs> that even salespeople that are not crooks, yeah. that are the nicest people that bring light and love into the world and solve a lot of problems still have that belief. Yeah. What's up? I'm super pumped. Just got done with another workout. It's your boy, CJMK33, connect on Instagram. And on the business page, it's CJMK underscore global. You know how I get through it. You know how I get that pump look. <laughs> Best pre-workout on the market. www.cjmkglobal.store. Third place is something called hot wiring. And if I'm on stage, what I'll do is there'll be a young lady in the audience. And I'll stop talking. And I'll go over and meet her and say, hey, hi, I'm Umar. And I'll go like this and she'll shake my hand. And I come back on stage and people are thinking, are you trying to date in the middle of a talk? And mm -hmm. I go, you know, that's Amy. And I did this to her. It was a trigger. And she shook my hand without thinking. But when you grab somebody, when you shake their hand, you're grabbing their body. That's dangerous. Her mm -hmm. reptile brain had to figure out, is it safe to shake Umar's hand or not? Yeah. And the reptile brain had to decide it's safe to do that. And then she had to figure out how firm to shake my hand and how long to shake my hand. All of those calculations happened outside of her awareness, but they happened. And what started it all was this trigger of me putting my hand out. So you have a salesperson that's selling into $10 million accounts. Yeah. They're a master at it. They know what to say, how to say, get people to say yes, and close business, baby. And yeah. their dream is McCormick Spice in Baltimore. It's a billion-dollar corporation. Yes, and they've tried six months to get there, and they finally get the meeting, and they go into their lobby, and they look around, and it's like the hand coming in. It's a trigger, and this trigger is they won't want to work with us because we're too small. And it starts a process in their mind with a negative talk and them feeling anxious, and they go and they screw up the meeting. Had they done the exact same thing they do all the time, they would have won that account. But because it tripped a trigger about self-worth that they end up doing badly. Hmm. So the three places people get stuck, limiting beliefs, yeah. internal conflicts, and hot wire processes. And all of those things, you can learn how to take charge of your mindset. And when you do that, you set yourself free, baby. Let me, let me, let me address that. So that's good. So I work in sales. Yes. I like to say I'm little LeBron of it. I do. I like to think of so. Of course, absolutely. Right, right. I don't think personally there's anybody who could out something, but that's just me because to work, to stay in sales, if you don't have that confidence, you're not going to stay. So hold that thought just for half a second because I sure. think there's a beautiful concept I have that I love. It's called sure. useful lies. Sure. What you just said was a lie because there's people better than you. Not much better than you, but it doesn't make a difference. That allows you to be fabulous when you go in. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in useful lies. So if I thought I was like incredibly attractive to women, that helps me get days. If I thought, oh, you're an ugly beast, that would not help me at all. And so, I, yeah. yeah, you got to believe, baby. So hey, go on. Even if it's a useful lie, I still, I don't believe it. I haven't met anybody. So I'll be like, maybe, maybe this person exists. Maybe they, you know, they just have descended from heaven. I just haven't met them. But my, my thing is, it's more of exhaustion. I, you know, and I, because I've exhaustion? been exhausted when I would say like, I've been in sales, whatever it is. I don't care if it's analytics, construction services, you name it. I've done it for my whole professional career. Picking up the phone. The hardest part about it is because it's not that it's fear. I don't get, I don't care. 
I got an email today. Come on, stop emailing me. Like, I, I don't have this fear of rejection. I have exhaustion. And what I mean yeah. by that, like, I know that no matter who I'm engaging with, whatever the company, whatever the projected perceived value without knowing this, however we gather that data, I have to make someone buy something or make a decision based off of no information. So I have to engage in all of these processes to first uncover if there is a need. Then, because I am a good person, and this is not a useful lie, I will always put the client first, even if the company objects to it, have done it historically, got the proof for it. I believe that selling should not be this hassle, that it should be well-received and well-implemented. Why I limit myself, quote unquote, in sales is because if my integrity ever has to be in question, I have to live with myself. My version of success is, did the customer win? Not did I obtain quota, right? So when I say I'm exhausted, it's because I know I not only have to deal with the external challenge, finding that person, persons, the influencers, the unmitigated variables that I don't see because every deal takes this twist and turns and there's always a curveball coming out of left field. I don't care how lined up you could have the relationship with the person. You could have went to college with the person. You could be in the same fraternity as the person. And yet some curveball just comes out because that's what life presents. Even with that, then I have the internal battle. The internal is not internal with me as it is internal necessarily with what we can do, what we can't do, timelines, getting people to actually assess the project and see, is it feasible? And a lot of times you get stuck in the mud is because I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, it's, 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 it's an exhausting mental process. And then calling this person, and then I'm going to be honest with you. I've gotten to the point now, screw a script. I don't do a scripts. A, I'm not saying that they're not effective. I'm just saying that I've gotten to a point. If I can't be me, I don't want to do it. Like my, 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 this has to always be protected regardless of the process. So how do you answer that? If somebody comes to you, because I know you talk about no limit selling, right? I was reading some of your questions and it's like, you know, what is no limit selling? What if, if somebody comes to you and says, Umar, man, I just honestly am tired because I understand okay. what it really is. Okay, so let's, so let's let's delve into that. Sure. So think of a particular time, and it could have happened today, last week, last month, last year, when you felt tired and you didn't pick up the phone and do what you needed to do or didn't follow up. So think of a specific moment in time when that happened, a specific memory, when you got that memory, nod your head. So go back to that moment in time. Where were you? Were you at home? Were you somewhere else? No, I was home. Okay. So go back there in your mind's eye and see whatever you saw. It could have been the computer, the room that you're in. Sure. I want you to hear whatever you heard the thoughts about. I don't really want to do this. Music in the background, whatever was happening. So see what you saw back then and hear what you heard back then. And when you do those two things, you get to re-experience what you were feeling in your body back then. What are you feeling in your body? And where do you feel that uncomfortable feeling? Um... So go back there and see what you saw back then and hear what you heard back then. Sure. And if you go back to that moment, do you experience some kind of feeling in your physical body that relates to the uncomfortableness of not picking up the phone? No, I, I um, it's weird. It I, is I, weird. Yeah. I don't, cause I don't, I can't say like, oh, I feel in my arms. Like, no, it, it's more of a mental thing. So it's a mental thing. Okay. Yeah. So 
All right, so take. Uh, let's see what the time is and how much time we have to play together. This is thirty minutes, right? You can go a little bit over, but it's thirty minutes. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to delve a little bit into this. Yeah. So here we go. Let me just check one thing. Make sure we're not dumping anything. Okay, we are good. Here we go. All right. So, have you ever heard someone use an expression like this? A part of me wants to buy this, but a part of me is not sure I should. All the time. Right? So people don't use language accidentally. So put both your hands down on your lap, one on each leg. Sure. Uh, there's a internal you, which is your heart, your mind, your spirit. Sure. Ask within, use my voice, with a part of me that uh, is tired of this. Would it please come up and step up on one of my hands? And the part of your mindset that's tired is going to imagine it steps up in your right hand sure. or your left hand. And just imagine it's sitting on the palm of your hand. And when you have your palm up, let me know. All right. Got it up? Yep. Good. It's got a certain weight to it. Is it light, medium, or heavy? Light. Light? Yeah. yeah. Is it shaped like a person or a thing? A uh, thing, not a person. Thing. Yeah. And what does it look like? Uh, round. I'm going to call it round. Okay. So round, uh, you want Cody to just be tired of doing this, right? No, I don't want Cody. No, no, this part does. We asked oh, this part, part. Yeah, yeah. causing it. So round, you want Cody to be tired of doing this, right? Sure. If you got him to be tired of doing this, what would be the benefit for Cody? Lots of negatives, but what's the benefit? If if Cody really got tired of doing this, what would be the benefit? If I really got, I don't know if there is a benefit. Okay. So we're going to go deeper in this. We'll do a session together offline. Sure. So every single behavior that you do, Cody, that I do, has a positive intention. I'll give you an example. Sure. I was working with this young lady. She was 11 years old and she was cutting herself, like getting a knife and cutting herself on her arm. And when I figured out why she was doing this is the emotional pain that she was in was so intense that this would have killed her. And the only thing that would allow her to survive it is physical pain. So negative thing to do, but the positive intention was to be able to survive the emotional pain. And therein lies the answer to the cure of what's going on. And for you, this is what's going on. That there is a part of your psyche that is getting tired of what's happening right now. But obviously, the reason we're talking about it, there's another part of your mind that's saying, I'm a freaking great salesperson, man. There's lots of things I need to do. So there's a part of you that wants to go and succeed. But there's another part of you that's blocking you. And that's where you're stuck. And together, we are going to get you unstuck so you can move on. And this will be my gift to you. And you can tell your listeners later on. We'll do another session in private. All right. And I'll help you get unstuck. And then we'll see what the next week is like. Then you get to say, Umar, you're full of shit. Or Umar, <laughs> I worship you. <laughs> Sound fair? That, that's, that sounds fair. I like it. So, Umar, so, some, you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of organizations right now, I would say, they're looking for the answers. Yeah. And it's not an indictment upon anybody. It's just a lot has gone on. We've, you know, dealing with a pandemic come out. It's ended, I don't even know what to call it anymore. The world is just different. Place. It's just a different place. Right. So if leaders are trying to get the best out of their people, right. How do they do that? All right. So here's the, I'm going to give you a two part answer. Number one. Okay. Think of this image. Uh, think of uh, a sheet of paper. Yeah. Underneath it is a magnet. 
So we put the magnet down, there's a sheet of paper on top of it. And on top of that sheet of paper, we get iron filings and we drop them on the paper. And as soon as they hit the paper, they move right with the lines of flux. Right. So think of the iron filings as behaviors and attitudes of your employees. Think of the paper as the company and think of the magnet as the beliefs of the culture of the organization. Hmm. Most organizations have a poor culture. On the wall, they may have pretty things. Sure. We're driven to succeed together. Uh, but when you talk to people, it, does that really happen here? They go, no. <laughs> people are selfish. They're like trying to look good to the boss. They don't support <laughs> ideas that are not theirs. There's office politics. There's all this bullshit going on. Yeah. They hire a consultant that comes in and they move the iron filings to the different places where they need to be to be a more effective organization. But as soon as they let the iron filing go, because they didn't change the magnet, hmm. all the pieces move back to where they used to be. That's why organizations don't change. So the first thing we need to do is to go in and change the culture of the organization. And we do it at the level of beliefs. I'm going to be in Baltimore, Maryland next month, transforming an organization. That's a great organization. They're growing, but they realize that not everybody in the leadership team is on the same page going in the same direction. So when we fundamentally change that, it's going to change the entire organization. So that's part one. And then part two is looking at individual team members and going, oh, We've got Sally. She's a salesperson. Everyone can see that she's doing a good job, but there's greatness in her and she just can't achieve it. So we figure out what beliefs are stopping her from executing and we change those beliefs. And all of a sudden she operates at a much higher level. We've got a leader that is a world-class micromanager because they have this compulsion to micromanage. Yeah. Teaching them how not to micromanage is not going to help. Removing right. that limiting belief, that compulsion is going to help. So we help the entire organization on the cultural level and we help the individual people break through. And when you do that, you get an organization where it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the organization. So there's no selfish behavior. Everybody goes above and beyond the call of duty. Everybody will take a bullet for the vision. And yeah. all of a sudden you have speed and speed is a strategic advantage and your organization just gets more done. And people just gel together and other people start pounding on your door saying, I want to come work there because there is no office politics. There is no bullshit. And you guys are doing amazing things. That's how you change things. It's a power of beliefs for the individual and the organization. And that's what leaders from the dawn of time have known. That it's not about telling people or new processes. Change the fundamental beliefs and you get an organization that operates at a much higher level. You get people that give up selfishness, become selfless and warriors in your cause. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> I got you on that amen, right? So, so is this detached from economics? No, it's all interconnected. Okay. Like that's the end result for business. The, the purpose of a business is making a profit. Stop. Right. The business could be feeding the homeless or it could be yeah. creating new microchips. Doesn't matter what it is. Right. It could be social good or good for the universe, but business is about making profit. Right. Full stop. Full stop. Oh. Your job as a human being, I'm not sure what your family situation sure. is, sure, is sure. to build whatever you're building so you can support your family and give them the opportunities that they wouldn't have had otherwise. Right. So finances are always there and you can focus on the love or the finances, but don't let go one or the other. I like that. Don't let go one or the other. I like that. And you need, and 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 the reason why I ask is because I think, I I, I just don't. Not a slight on anyone, of course. It's like 
the these truths are evident. <laughs> Not to quote the Constitution, but these truths are self-evident, right? Right. And instead of acquiescing to this, it's like you know, it's like I don't understand why culture hasn't been impacted, why there hasn't really been a dynamic shift, why you have the ROI reporting that um employees are more productive working from home, that companies have actually increased in revenue, but now you're trying to force them back to the office, why wages have not gone up with inflation. If inflation has gone up 9.1%, there hasn't been a 9.1% price increase in wage. And it seems like to me, when you ignore it and still have the same or higher expectation, that's when toxicity happens. And it's happening all over the place. And it's not uh, a new phenomenon. Right. It's uh, So here's... Uh, two human needs that uh, are really important. And I saw this at a conference a million years ago. It was Nokia when Nokia used to be like the only phone company in the world, mm-hmm. but they were the giant. Uh, they had this phone called the 740 and I was at a conference and one of the guys was talking about it. And he says, you know, every single 14 year old teenage girl in America must have a 740. Cause if you don't have it, you're a loser. But remember those days where they had these cases you could get for it and could bejewel them any way you want? Mm. So in their clique of girls, they need the 740 phone, but they all need to decorate it differently. So there's a need to belong. I need to be part of the tribe. Right. But I also need to be an individual. And so we come into a company. It's like, oh, I want to be part of this company, but I want to shine there. And if Cody is outshining me, then he is the enemy. Or maybe not the enemy, but I may not support his endeavor, his initiative as much as I could because we've got this need to shine as well. And so we get that human friction that comes into organizations. And the only thing that transcends human friction uh, is a vision, is a belief that gets people to put put aside their selfishness and come together. Now, if... uh, in Christianity, I'm not a religious person. Sure, sure. It happens to have 1.4 billion people coming together to do this. Different factions, uh, certainly. Right. But in the early days, if there was a lot of infighting in terms of, no, no, my gospel is better than your gospel, right. and they just let that happen, uh, Christianity would have been a footnote at best. But because some leaders came in and said, okay, we're going to just put these ones in the Bible. We're going to bring them in together. I'm going to focus on this. Same thing in companies. When you get companies, you know, the one of the best things that can happen to a company is death. So I'll give you one quick story because I know we're running out of time. Sure. Boeing is a pretty big freaking company in the world, right? Right. So they had this moment in time where they were just a Me Too company in the 50s in the U.S., there was a bunch of jet, uh, airplane companies and they had gotten a contract to create jets to uh, refuel airplanes in the skies. So they had a little bit of jet technology and their company was going to go out of business because they were not like number two or number one. They were like number 10. So they bet the entire farm on making jet aviation for passenger traffic. Never had been done before. So they went to the Paris air show and they were going to show off this new plane and their uh, test pilot, his name was uh, Tex. He's on the tarmac. Bill, the president of the company, is in the air traffic control booth. He's like, all right, Tex, go ahead. This is what you need to do. Take the plane off. Go by the stadium this way. Turn around. Come back this way. Turn around this way. Land the plane. Have a nice day. That's your job. 
Texas sitting on the runway going, if I do that, we're going to be a me too. So this crazy uh, test pilot takes the plane off, goes this way, inverts the plane so it's upside down and flies by the bandstand upside down. They've only got one prototype. The president in the control tower is losing his mind. It's like, I'm going to stab you in the eye and kill you because you shouldn't be doing that. But because he did that one acrobatic thing, every single newspaper in the entire world carried the story about Boeing. And it saved Boeing from going bankrupt because they bet the farm on this jet engine. So sometimes companies get to a stage where they're at death's door and they do a Hail Mary. And you know what happens when they're at death's door? All the bullshit between departments disappears. They all come together, laser focus. How do we create this project? Because it's a do or die for the company. What if we could get companies where people come together and all the selfishness goes away, that they're all aligned on the same mission? How do we grow this organization? How do we make this a great place to work? How do we outpace the competition? How do we outthink the competition? That's all possible when we go in at the level of beliefs for the organization and the individual. And that's my mission is to teach people how to take charge of this so they show up in the world in a more powerful way. Let's stop dividing. Let's start coming together and build something freaking amazing, Cody. Sure, sure. Look, I like it. Look, Umar, if they wanted to connect with you, let's say, man, look, I dig. I saw you listen to the it, it Is What It Is podcast, my favorite podcast. I want to connect with you. I want this uh, mindset, no limit selling. How do they reach you? How do they connect? Go on LinkedIn. Okay. Type in Umar Hamid on LinkedIn. You'll find me or Umar Mindset Coach. You're going to find me. You're going to have things in the show notes to point people to me and uh, reach out, say hello, and uh, uh, let me help you become awesomer. Awesome. Guys, connect with Umar me. Go to the Umar Mindset Coach. Connect with him on LinkedIn. Just send the connect. Even if you don't have the paid version, you that's free. Just send the connect button to connect with Umar. Let him know, look, I need you. I want to become more awesome. I want to become elevated. Reach out to them. And if you want to keep seeing amazing content and amazing influencers and leaders like we have on today, you know what you got to do. YouTube, CV Space Case, Instagram, CVK33. Instagram again, CVK underscore global. And where the best supplements are, CVMK. Make sure my camera got that. <laughs> <laughs> global God store. And until next time, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks.